You know, the song reminds me of uh, our childhood, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, sure. our dad was like an OG equality guy, you know? He listened to women, men, didn't matter. Yeah, you're right. Just love good music. Love good music, yeah. Yeah, great call. That's funny, yeah. I don't know a lot of people who are familiar with The Pretenders. Pretty funny. Good band, dude. I, uh, that song, when I heard it, it just like, it reminded me for some reason, <clears throat> sitting in the backseat of that brown Honda Accord. Oh, the hatchback? The hatchback, <laughs> dad, shifting, <laughs> you know, flying down Northwest Highway, <laughs> trying to get to Nona's house, you know? That car had the um classic older car smell. Do you remember the way cars used to smell? Yeah. I think maybe it was because of the like carpeted fabric they used. <laughs> no, something. that's exactly what it, you know why cars smell the way they do now? <clears throat> it's the synthetic material. It's literally leaching into the air. Yeah, it smells, new cars smell synthetic. The old cars had that kind of just homey smell to them. They like <laughs> smell like the 80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think about that. They used like real cloth. I, I was just thinking, you had that like classic cloth feel on the seats. Remember right. my first car, dude? Was it 81 uh, Cutlass Supreme, baby. Yeah, that's <clears> right. <throat> Blue on blue, baby. Sky blue, <laughs> dark blue vinyl on top. Wow. Dark blue seats. But those seats were cloth, man. It was literally like sitting on a couch. Yeah, they were really comfortable. I definitely remember that. Um, yeah, you remember my first car, right? LeBaron. Was it 87, 88? 1987 Cherry Red Chrysler LeBaron. Cherry Red. I think it was a spaceship. It was a spaceship, I'm telling you beautiful it was a ride and a half and it was leather seats mike so in the summertime your ass and cheeks uh you know your uh thighs they'd stick to the seat there and then you'd peel oh, yeah, there was no heated seats oh, no cooled seats back then you were freezing in the winter burning in the summer that car was great the back fins for the back windows never worked so you could just pull them up and down and break into the car whenever you wanted man you were a pimp though in high school you had a convertible that was <laughs> such a great first car. The convertible was the best for one reason only. Uh, one of my friends bought a gigantic pink elephant kite. And so we put the top down and we drove in circles around the campus while everyone was doing football practice and soccer practice. And we were just, you know, drunk stoners at that point. <laughs> our year. And uh, we had nothing better to do. And so... We got high and we drove around the campus with this gigantic pink elephant kite floating out the back, you know, with top down there. And uh, in order to fly a kite, you got to start off really slow and then you basically have to drive incredibly slow the whole time. And so <laughs> we were going at idle speed, essentially, with this pink elephant kite, just around and around. It was wonderful. Nice. And that's my uh, favorite memory of high school. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's life in the suburbs, people. <laughs> Gigantic pink <clears throat> elephant kite. That car was amazing. We also, one time, we uh, found a gigantic 8 or 10 gallon glass jug and we made it into a gigantic four person hookah. That and, was uh, the coolest thing you, you guys ever thing? did. We strapped it into the yeah. back seat with the seatbelt, and we were able to drive yeah. around and uh, smoke the hookah. It was not very efficient. It didn't work very well, but... Uh, the mouthpiece was a fucking... Uh, <laughs> it was a 
It was, or the, I mean, the bowl was a mouthpiece off of like a trombone or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. Yeah, kids back then, we had to be uh, clever with our dude. There was no, there was like three stores in Illinois that you could buy a pipe from. Yeah, you had to drive for miles <clears throat> to get to that place. It was all the way downtown on Clark Street. That was it. Back in the day, now I'm sure there's pipe stores. You can get pipes anywhere now and papers. Oh, everywhere, dude. There's weed stores everywhere. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Now in Illinois, it's all legal everywhere, right? So there's probably like a dispensary in Arlington Heights, I imagine. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. So much money. It's good business, you know. I think they're kind of hurting now. I think it kind of slowed down for them. The (laughs) the 40% tax is brutal. It's brutal, and I think in... Low times and bad economies, people drink. They don't have yeah, to smoke weed. I think smoking weed's more of a uh, kind of a I'm having a good time, I'm living a good life kind of drug, and booze is the my life is shitty. And, I need to uh, get through this year. Five dollars a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to drink my sorrows away. <laughs> When's 2024? All right, two years. <laughs> Give me another one of them uh, fuck Joe Biden shots, please. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Here we go. <laughs> oh, seriously, dude. Yeah, people are down and out because of it, man. <clears throat> we were uh, chatting about the Joe Biden speech in the previous episode, and uh, did you happen to catch, um, you know, my favorite guy, Ron DeSantis, and his little rebuttal that he did? Man, this guy, I'm telling you, dude, he's he's going to be the next guy. He says all the right things. And you know what? I heard something and like it was like a it was like a you know, her, her, a friend heard it from a friend, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah. But apparently somebody very close to Trump said he's not going to run but not because of like what people think. It's he wanted to run. He really wanted to run. Like last year, he was going to run, but <clears throat> it's kind of a good point. The Mar a Lago raid showed how desperate they are. Yes. And what this person said is what made me believe it because I could like kind of hear it coming from Trump's mouth is mm-hmm. that Trump wants to run. He knows he can win. It's not about winning. He doesn't think he could fix what they've done. And the thing is, now everything's been blamed on Biden. If you come in and you can't fix it, it might actually get worse. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm not saying he's great, but how, I mean, how great are you? To, you really think you, I mean. He's a good businessman, but are you but saying dude, that he doesn't think he has a chance to fix the damage that has been inflicted on the economy? It, it's almost like, dude, I saw the iceberg. <laughs> So I wanted to be the captain before you hit it because I could have steered us away. But you guys are fucking, the boat broke in half already. We're sinking. (laughs) I can't save you now. Wow. You know what I mean? So the insider is basically claiming, allegedly, you know, I love my alleged rumors here, that uh, on the down low, Trump is not going to run because he just thinks uh, this would probably take an eight-year kind of battle, and he only has about four left in him. Because not just that, but like, dude, right now you're Michael Jordan. Don't join the Wizards. Huh. 
great you know what I mean? I think that's what it's, I think that's kind of what it is. It's I, like, I, yeah. Dude, well, you're, you're going down in the books as one of the best presidents, I think. And really, you're going to, I think you're going to go down. I think you're going to be looked at <clears throat> as kind of sabotaged at the end. 100%. I think he could go down martyr style, actually. Right. And, but yeah. if, you, if you come back and you fail, you know what I mean? Now you just, you lost your legacy and everything. Like, you know what I mean? Just like kind of Jordan. Yeah, no, the- I, I hear you, but I actually believe the Republicans are fully aware that Trump is a very toxic candidate. And I think Trump is also maybe aware himself. And I believe that they can see the writing on the wall. You have to run DeSantis, man. Yeah. No, I think that's why they're do- but that's why I think if you look at what they're doing, dude, Trump is out there, man. He's fucking WWE in this shit. He's fucking being a showman. Yeah. And right? And what's Ron DeSantis doing? Ron DeSantis is out there in the suit playing the being the partisan, you know yeah. what I mean? He's playing the game. And not only that, who's taking all the heat? Trump. Trump. Exactly. Trump's taking the bullets, and he loves taking the bullets, dude. Trump doesn't. Trump doesn't. Dude, we've been. I've been saying it for a year. Trump does not want to sit behind <clears throat> behind that desk. No. He just wants to go around campaigning for people. You know. Yes, he wants he to fly does. around the country doing stadiums. Yes. He's right? a rock star. Why would you want to give that up? He's a narcissist to the extreme. He loves yes. it. You know. What I mean? <laughs> Oh yeah. man, that's what he lives for, dude. And I don't think they understand. Like Trump is the king of no publicity is bad publicity. So he doesn't. CNN. He wants you to talk about him all day. Yeah, man. You know, it just builds his brand. It builds the legend of Trump, honestly. And he he's just crafting this legend at this point. And I agree with you. And this supposed alleged insider uh, talking about how you know he's not going to run. And he doesn't have it in him. He doesn't think he can fix what's going on. Maybe that's a good bullshit reason to say that he's just kind of more in it for the show. And I think on a group level, I don't think the Republicans are as stupid as maybe they seem. Uh, And I think that they're pretty clear set on throwing DeSantis out there. I think, man, I'm telling you. I mean, the response to Joe Biden's speech was like, you are the light at the end of that dark red tunnel that they showed us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. Should we, you want to dive a little on DeSantis here? Uh, let's do DeSantis. Come I on, really, Ron. He sounds very presidential, and he sounds like a guy who's running. You know what I haven't seen, which I'm kind of disappointed? No, no Captain Ron memes. Ooh. Like, With hey. DeSantis, you know? All right. Well, I think you'd see him. Got to talk to the production crew. We'll get it on the next Come live on. show. It'll be perfect. <laughs> He's always got a quote I can clip. I, you know, it's always in. That's the I am and we, the team, the production crew. Yeah. <laughs> Captain, Captain Ron is kind of like the guy that kept the family together. Kind of what um, we need right now, you know? Captain Ron, hugely underrated movie. Probably Kurt Russell's best. One of his best, dude. I, I'm going to put it up there with Escape from New York. Oh, I love Escape from New York. Damn, Kurt Russell has got some gems, dude. Gems, dude. Did you what? Did you hear what they're remaking? You're never gonna guess, no, dude. I, no, I will not be <laughs> able to guess on any level. <laughs> Roadhouse. No. Yeah, dude, they're coming out with Roadhouse, bro. 
Shut I'm up, dude. dude, I freak out who they said is going to play. Uh, wasn't that Kurt Russell? No. No, it was Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. That's, I, I, I'm terrible with actors. Oh, I'm bad with faces. Roadhouse reboot? Oh, Yeah, they're doing a, ro- a refresh of uh, Roadhouse. You got to refresh to be fresh, Mike. <laughs> we all know this. Like, oh my, Roadhouse reboot? There's no, there's no refresh in the reboot. <laughs> it was a terrible 80s movie. For the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's, only, it's only a classic because it's a cult classic. It's an ass classic. People, they, they, it's funny to watch. It's a stupid movie. It's uh, so funny, dude. Wow, you aren't kidding. And you know who signed on for Roadhouse Reboot? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's who it was. He's going to be the wow. dude, right? He's going to be the Patrick Swayze of the this Patrick movie. Swayze, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Or Val, Patrick Swayze, Val Kilmer, or Kurt Russell. They this, all like blend into me. I like a good Jake Gyllenhaal flick, so I might be into this one, actually. Jake Gyllenhaal typically doesn't disappoint. I don't think you can make this movie good. It's just not a good story. No, it's just like how they... A guy whose whole career is to come into your town and clean up your shitty bar? Well, you made this without The Rock? Are you kidding me? Like, this has The Rock all over it, dude. He's not in it? Or John Cena? One of them's got to be the bad guy. Yeah, someone's got... <laughs> oh my god, did you see the cast? <laughs> the bad guy's muscle. Mook 1, Mook 2... They hired Zelensky's mooks! <laughs> Those guys are so desperate for work. They're they're acting in Roadhouse. <laughs> the freaking mooks. <laughs> they, they took John Cena's uh, whole career away. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, John Cena, he kind of died <clears throat> after that whole uh, ass kissing of China. Kinda what are you talking weird. about, dude? He's got a whole thing on uh, sh- uh, show- HBO or Showtime. Nobody's watching it. The Peacemaker? Yeah, are you watching it? I, no, I actually just found that was a show. All right, actually, well. the only reason I made that argument was because I was literally listening to a podcast the other day where a guy was shitting on John Cena. And somebody <laughs> countered with that fact, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, this guy's actually on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it to you, John Cena. That's a win. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. I mean, you know, he's... We, we had 47 views on YouTube, so you're doing a little better than us. Yeah, you go screw yourself, though. I don't kiss Chinese <laughs> all right? <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> very openly against China, actually. <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right, so we're, we, uh, we're going to do a little uh, DeSantis, right? Yeah. And, oh, uh, uh, sorry, another episode of Tangent. Welcome to Tangent, featuring Mike <laughs> and Frank. Going check on out Roadhouse. Roadhouse when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll do a deep dive on Roadhouse when it hits the scene, and we'll see if it's Can't watchable wait. or unwatchable. We'll see. All right, uh, here we go. We got a little uh, DeSantis action here. This is his response to uh, Biden's um, spectacular uh, unifying speech from the other night. Biden's reenactment of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go, DeSantis. You know what it reminded me of? You know what this literally was? You know what Biden's speech literally was? I just thought of this. Do you remember in the office when Dwight has to give a speech and Jim pranks him by downloading all of, like, the dictators of the world and history? Wow, wow. And he, and he like, copies their mo- He's like, just wave your arms, shake your fingers. 
so stomp funny. the podium. <laughs> like, did people love it? Dude, somebody literally pranked him. They did a fucking Dwight prank on Joe Biden. <laughs> I think you're right on the money, man. That's so oh, the White House is now the office. Well, there, this had sabotage written all over it. Like, I do feel like, uh, well, number one, where's Camel? We haven't seen the Camel anywhere. She's totally disappeared. Maybe there's a kind oh, of. Oh, she's. On I think White she, House. dude. I, I think she's in charge of the space program now. They still haven't gotten off Earth. They had to cancel Saturday's launch. Dude. Can we? Can, can we just get those guys from 1969? Even if they're dead, I, I think they could do better. I mean, what is going on here? Guys? Hanks. I feel like Tom Hanks knows more about <laughs> than anybody else. As a matter of fact, everybody that acted like they were in Apollo 13, uh, we just hire them. <laughs> this is insane, dude. They were literally better in 1969. And then this one guy, I mean, on CNN, he was like, well, you know, uh, they got, <clears throat> they're uh, testing equipment that will uh, one day bring us to Mars. Yeah, but you guys haven't even gotten off Earth. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not even at the part where you're testing the equipment around the moon. Like you're you're still on Earth, dude. You're 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 in Florida. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love that. Like they were like, okay, the camel. She's just a total wreck. Like total dud. Uh, let's just stick her on the space program. Like, oh, nothing- that, board, that border was a real failure. Can we give her something she can't mess up? Listen, uh, uh, Jim, Jim, I got it. We've already been to the moon. We did it 50 years ago. How hard could it be? We'll put her in charge of that. Focus on it being a black chick. They can't even get off the ground. It's only <laughs> I know you guys got to put a woman in the space shuttle, but don't put her behind the wheel. We want to get off the ground, you know? <laughs> you have a man drive that shit, baby. Uh, just so funny. This is a spectacular fail. It's almost like every optic is a just supreme fail. And Mike, I think it has to do literally with the fact that they just have nobody with experience in this administration. It's a bunch of oh, is that what it- <laughs> ideologic idiots who... who- Next time, next time before black, AAIP, GGP, AARP, before all those at the very top should be PhD. Oh, you have a PhD? <laughs> okay. In politics. Somebody who has a history, like, I bet you if they had someone who is like 65 or older in this administration that didn't change their dick to a vagina, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> in there for five seconds, that normal person. On Thursday would have been like, hey, you know what? From my experience in politics, the red background with the soldier standing behind the guy clenching his fist and screaming into the microphone, it's a bad optic. Bad optic. Bad historical optic. And also, I don't know if you uh, if you heard of this thing. It's called Weatherbug. Yeah, it's going to rain on Thursday. Launch on Friday. Any other problems? solved all your problems oh my god
right. Well, hopefully in a few years, um, maybe some common sense and logic and reason and maybe some real adults will enter, enter the room. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, my my man, Captain Ron. Mike, here we go. You ready to go down? Uh, I can't wait. Really bad for Biden's big fascism speech, given the whiplash he gave everybody. <laughs> what was your initial reaction when you first heard this? Well, I thought it was one of the most uh, disgusting speeches an American president has ever given. He uh, ran as being a unifier, and he's basically saying to the vast majority of the country that disapproves of him uh, that they're effectively a threat to the republic. He dodders, he lashes out, uh, but at the end of the day, his policies are why there's so much opposition to him. He came in and he opened the border, and we've seen what a disaster that's been. He kneecapped American energy. We've seen how that's hurt millions and millions of people across our country. They've inflated the currency. We have one of the worst inflations we've had in over 40 years. So, of course, people are going to be upset at all the wreckage that he's left in his wake. He is the American Nero. He's a failed leader. <laughs> and I, I think that, that he is Beautiful. doing this because he's trying to energize his base to fend off uh, a real butt whip in this November. <laughs> uh, Governor, to what do you attribute the flip-flopping here? Is this senility or is this self-preservation? <laughs> because he saw the polling on this speech and the reaction. It's a good question. <clears throat> Look, it's been said that the president of the United States is whoever is feeding his teleprompter. And so oh, yeah. they fed that teleprompter Damn. in Philadelphia last night, and he angrily delivered that speech and lashed out at his fellow countrymen. Today, he was asked off the cuff, and he said something totally opposite. But I note, Raymond, they're tweeting from his account the same nasty stuff that he said last night. And so I think the people that are in control of the White House uh, want to drive this message uh, that people that dissent from his policies are somehow second-class citizens. And think about it, they've been willing to mobilize the administrative apparatus of government to go after people they don't like. Remember, this time last year, mm -hmm. they were imposing vax mandates. They wanted people to lose their job based on getting an mRNA shot or not. And unfortunately, I think the weaponization of this government is something, when you talk about 87,000 IRS agents, who's that going to go after? Yeah. It's going to go after the people <clears throat> attacking in his speech last night. Governor, last night we saw two Marines standing at attention behind Biden. At least one veterans group says they're reduced to props. Here's how the White House press secretary defended. My girl! Jump, yeah, ha, ha. <laughs> the presence of the Marines at the speech was intended to demonstrate the deep and abiding respect uh, the president has for these service service members uh, to these ideals uh, and the unique role our independent military plays in defending our democracy. Governor, you're a veteran. Your reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, he's using those Marines as a prop for a partisan attack on half the country. Uh, I think that that's something that is uh, doesn't sit well with a lot of veterans. I'd also say he respects veterans. He respects active duty. He has kicked out military <laughs> members based on the COVID jab. There you that's go. not yes. what's in my book. We've lost a lot of good people who wanted to serve, but for his mandate. Yeah, there it is. Beautiful. <clears throat> Dude. Well said. <laughs> I remember we had this discussion the other day about uh, this is what's really starting to scare me because, you know, you played the clip where Biden uh, talked about the F-15s. Yes. And how you don't have F-15s, right? And what was my, res my, my response to you in that whole argument was, 
Yeah, but it's 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 U.S. soldiers and everything, and they wouldn't they wouldn't kill the people with F-15s. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe they would because I think they just got rid of everybody that wouldn't. Wow. Right. Sure. Like everybody that had their own thought and was like, "No, I don't want this trial vaccine." They just got kicked out. This is true. So now we just have nothing but robots. Yeah. And that was like one of the things that made our military so great was that you had people that thought for themselves. They weren't robots. You know, you could lose a commander and the next guy could just take up and he was just as competent. Just, you know what I mean? Right. Wow. But now you're going to have more of like a Soviet Union military where you just have drones at the bottom. Who would be willing to wipe out anybody regardless of who they are or what land they're on. Do whatever you say. They're drones at the bottom, and literally all you got to do is kill the leader, and they'll just give up because they don't know what to do. Wow. Man, that is scary. And I did think about that a while back when they did institute the vaccine thing. I felt like they were weeding out both in the military and in local police forces and in the media and everything. The hospitals, everywhere. They weeded out all the people who wouldn't conform. Why? Because going forward, you're going to need only the conformists to you know, push your agenda further. Right? Yeah, it's really scary. But thank God you got places like Florida where DeSantis, you have their National Guard. National Guard is fully state, so. Yeah. <laughs> thank well, God we still got people in there that, you know, aren't vaxxed. And... Well, the problem too is what if this vaccine is really bad? Like what if it starts inflicting horrific illness and cancers on the people who took it starts wiping people out i mean that could be really bad news for let's say an entire military that's vaccinated yeah really bad you could find yourself in some tricky uh situations there i don't know well thank god you got somebody like ron DeSantis. but dude do you see how he's like he's being so presidential already yes you know it has me worried, man. You know, the last time we had a guy like DeSantis, I think he got uh, taken out in Dallas not too long ago. <laughs> no, DeSantis is better. I, I get worried when I'm hearing a politician speaking truth to power. It's kind of, uh, you know. <clears throat> yeah, but he's not going, like, way out of line. No, but, I mean, he's definitely not on team uh new world order or world economic forum maybe at least he doesn't seem like he is he will be well he's not he's not speaking the language of the world economic forum i mean he's definitely against it in 2024 you're gonna need a billion dollars to run for president oh my god really (laughs) yeah somebody call elon yeah Oh, we got, oh, we got left. You're going to need a billion dollars. Uh. See, that's incredible. There should almost be an opposite cap for running for president. You should be, like, nowhere near making a billion dollars to run for president. Yeah. Well, this is craziness. A billion dollars? That's what you're going to have to raise, yeah. That's why Hillary's running. Is she? <laughs> Come on. She can't run. No. Did you hear about her new show? No, she has a new show. Dude, Frank, you didn't hear about the... How did you not hear about the new show on iTunes? <laughs> Get out of here, dude. Oh, it's going to be right after Jon Stewart's classic. 
Oh, and uh, right, be- and then before it'll uh, before the Obamas, <laughs> or Renegades with Obama and uh, dude, no joke. She signed a deal. It's her and Chelsea. Get out of here! Flying dude. around the world, interviewing powerful women, Frank. Oh God! Man, uh, I can't wait to clip some of that. How could this fail? Well, I imagine first they'll interview uh, AOC. Yeah. On the list, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that will be Big Mike Obama. You know, that was I said of... women. They're gonna oh, interview women. Right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a new show, huh? Yeah, cool. I forgot what they called it. It's so bad. The name is bad. The song they play in the intro, you gotta watch the like uh, trailer for it. It's no, so funny. And the best part is nobody knows where to find iTunes TV. It doesn't matter who you put it put on there. That's just absolutely incredible. So it's uh, Hillary and Chelsea. Yeah, that's just absolutely incredible. And where's Bill? Does Bill show up? And oh, Frank, if Bill shows up, he's gonna fuck the women, <laughs> <laughs> or at least assault them. You know? <laughs> I just want to show him my sex. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got a little bit. I got the trailer here. It's called Gutsy. No, that's not what I'm drinking. My beer, Frank. I was drunk. (laughs) That's so stupid. Their name is. Just so you know. Just so you know. It's called My my stoner brother one day came up with the name Dude Man Podcast. Great fucking name, dude. (laughs) Gutsy for a show about women interviewing women. Wow. Oh, God. It's a little weird, and Hillary's creepy. You realize your claim to fame is you married a guy who got a blowjob, not from you, in the White House, (laughs) in the Oval Office. That's your claim to fame. (laughs) You went to law school to be known as the wife of the guy that got the blowjob at the Oval Office. (laughs) Like she was Secretary of State? Come on, Benghazi, dude. Don't you remember? Come on, man. Like all of your... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Well, let's get a... I've not heard of this, so here we go. We'll get a little snippet of the trailer for Gutsy. Uh, So good. Okay, here we go. Oh, they're getting to the cars. Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. We're hitting the road to shine a light on women who inspire us to be bolder (laughs) and braver. Leadership doesn't look one way. Giant rainbow. (laughs) You get worn out before I do. Women who push us. Is that Cardi B? You got this. And make us laugh. I'm in deep Georgia, and they might have never met a Muslim. Or they don't know they have. Or they don't know they have because we walk among you. Hilarious. Oh, you have so good. public displays since the beginning. You said the gutsiest thing you ever did was stay Gutsy. in your marriage. That doesn't mean that's right for everybody. Oh, extraordinary people, Mike. Oh, it's Kim Kardashian. Really wow. Do make changes. I just believe in second chances. This is incredible. Our mother needed rehabilitation. Not prison. The music is so inspirational. I told you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lifting me up. <laughs> I can't it's do that So anymore. inspiring. <laughs> oh God, Hillary. Mike, 1.2 million subscribers. No, already? Yeah. No, those are bots. Come on. How many dude. does Dude Man have? <laughs> We're close. Close, close. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Ballpark. 
The ballpark. <laughs> we're in the nosebleeds, but we're in the ballpark. <laughs> Actually, if we go by dollar to dollar ratio, we're killing it because they probably spent a hundred million dollars to get a million viewers. We spent zero to get five, <laughs> and we're killing it. <laughs> You know what? I can't wait for the outrage for this uh, thing to not have like a dude who's a chick now. I didn't see any trans fellow ladies in there. <clears throat> so there's going to be some back. No, no, I think they're going to do uh, Caitlyn. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Good call. They have to do Caitlyn, right? Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. That's going to be like when the ratings start to tank. Right. They're going to bust call. out the Caitlyn because well, they I think mean, that's the problem. Here's the thing with this shit, man. Marvel's doing it um they're like pigeonholing themselves into this like singular audience and you, you want know, to know what the problem is it's... and hillary and chelsea if you're listening this is the best free advice you're <laughs> ever gonna get <laughs> i know they listen bring candace owens on wow save the left media you know what I mean? You watch the right media, you listen to right-wing media, they're bringing people on from the left. You know what I mean? Are, you right. you guys just are refusing to do it. You know what I mean? If, if uh, I don't know, you know, like um, Garth Brooks would have been there instead of Bruce Springsteen with Obama. Maybe it would have worked. That's a very interesting Because then you would have had a discussion instead of just, a, a, you know, an echo chamber. I mean, who's the last Democrat that was a country music fella? <laughs> well, country music loves America. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, is there <laughs> a previous, was it, was Jimmy Carter a country music guy? Or are the Democrats always the rock and roll side? I mean, the country music scene tends to lean conservative because conservatives tend to love America, which is what makes them fascist, frankly. Oh, you're right. Yeah, loving America. I think yeah. I get it. Yeah. You're supposed to hate America. <laughs> hate everything it stands for and want to tear it down and build it to your own liking. Yeah, this is true. I get it. You know, uh, it's funny you say it that way. Uh, I don't know if you caught Trump's speech that he did. We were talking earlier about the two, the dueling speeches between Biden and Trump. And Trump was this like rock star stadium thing. And he ended it really well. And uh, he ended on, you know, um, you know, making America proud again, making America, you know, wealthy again. And then, you know, he, the last one, we're going to make America great again. And the crowd just erupts. It's crazy. And man, I was just thinking like compared to Biden's speech from the other night, there's two totally opposite worlds that people are living yeah, yeah. in. Like the Democrats, man, they are living in this like dark, disturbing scary place where they're all bent out of shape and ready for civil war and they hate everybody with a red hat and then on the trump side everyone's just like let's move forward and make this thing better like let's bring jobs back here you know? said all the time dude the people on the right just seem healthier at this point <laughs> yeah, like mentally mentally healthy. and physically yeah <laughs> Like, what happened? Like, like, they're not boosted. They're not catching COVID. You know what I mean? They're... And the, just the messaging. I'm, I'm appalled. And they've, been, and they've been back to normal. Like, I'll never hear a conservative say, 
I can't wait till things get back to normal. But they've been back to normal for two years. Like, if you tell me you can't wait for things to get back to normal, I know you're a Democrat. <laughs> things are normal. Yeah, you're right on the money, man. I'm literally losing my voice from yelling at people in traffic. Things are normal. <laughs> you know, during COVID, there was no traffic. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. Man. You I always said that lasted six oh. months, and then that's how you know COVID lasted six months. Yeah, I would say you're about right. I was out of work and just basically uh, chauffeuring Emma around town for that period, and I distinctly remember when traffic started coming back, and I was like, oh, okay. That's it. (laughs) People had enough. (laughs) When you you go downtown and you start seeing the Asians with the cameras, it's over. (laughs) Tourism's back. (laughs) You gotta go to Little Italy, dude. They gotta change the fucking name. Really? I should just call it a little Blasian. No way. Really? Oh, it's half black, half Asian, dude. That's what's down there. Wow. It's crazy, yeah. No longer Little Italy, huh? UIC should just be called University of China. Wow. Yeah. I'm not that shocked about that one, actually. That sounded a little racist. I don't mean to be racist. Well, you know. It's a podcast. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try to get picked up by NPR. That's right. Well, if we did that, we'd have to talk like this all the time. <laughs> or you'd have to get a lot of saliva in your mouth, Frank, and then talk like you don't know. He's <laughs> always like, yeah, come on, guys. We're talking about the news here. Come on, see? But if you want to be healthy, you just got to get like five boosters like me. And then, <laughs> like, dude, I don't want to do whatever you did to yourself. <laughs> if you tell me you did push-ups every day, I will never do a push-up again. Whatever is going on with you, I'm, I'm done. Oh, man. This is a part of this whole inclusivity hiring practice that you we're now getting people who are not qualified for things or who have things. We talked about this the other day with Fetterman. Dude, you have brain damage. <laughs> you're unqualified to run for political office. Sorry. If you're not sorry, you have brain damage. Not qualified. Okay. Dude with the lisp in the, in the speech. You know, impediment, speech impediment guy, you are unqualified to do NPR radio. I'm sorry, but not qualified. No, dude, our our mom is uh, defending Fetterman. <laughs> dude, stroke guy. Frank, you remember, mom was a Dr. Oz fan. We used to make fun of her for watching Dr. Oz. I totally forgot about that. Yes. yes. She was a Dr. Oz fan. Well, she doesn't remember now. That must have been in the, uh, that was in the upside down world. She was a Dr. Right. Oz fan. Yeah. Because now that she knows he's a Republican, no, never. Mike, Mike, I maybe watched his show once or twice. I saw him here or there. Uh, but now he just talks real crazy. I didn't know he was into all these conspiracy theories. Oh, of course. Oh, you mean like he's just a conservative? <laughs> 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 she really likes what Fetterman stands for. Once you can enunciate what that is, she, she yeah, sure she'll agree with it. 
all you have to do is clip like four different speeches of his, and if you link them all together, you can get one solid sentence. I think out of and play him at one point two five speed. That's the key. <laughs> Sounds Dude, normal. Guy, not fit to run for office. It's amazing he gets the publicity he does, right? And then, uh, have you heard the hate and vitriol that uh, Carrie Lake gets? Yeah, what the fuck? And she well, sounds incredible. Have you listened to anything <laughs> you said? She sounds lovely. I got one question, Frank. This Carrie Lake, uh, does she wear a Carhartt sweatshirt? I haven't seen it recently. It's possible, though. <laughs> Because one thing I keep hearing is Fetterman is a down-to-earth guy, and Dr. Oz is out of touch with reality. And my answer to that is I would rather an out-of-touch guy with a PhD than a guy at the bar wearing a Carhartt. Like, we're talking about the people running our country. <laughs> the Fetterman thing blows my mind. Like, literally, he's like a media fucking darling. They, they literally trot him out on these shows, and he doesn't make any sense. No, he can't even talk. You're right. He can't even talk. And then they take this uh, uh, Carrie Lake and just shit on her. And she's the most articulate woman I have seen in politics in maybe 10 years. So uh, she was being asked about her um, ability, uh, like whether or not she can defend the idea that there was election meddling in 2020 or there was some the big sort lie. of. Yeah, the big lie, but that there was some sort of, you know. Uh, scandalous behavior occurring and uh, her response is phenomenal. I got it right here. I freaking love it. And uh, this is why Mike DeSantis Lake 2024, I'm telling you. And questioning an election where there are obviously problems is, is dividing the country. Since when can we not ask questions about our elections? As a journalist for many years, I was a journalist after 2016 and I distinctly remember many people just like you asking a lot of questions about the 2016 election results. And nobody tried to shut you up. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning the uh, legitimacy of these electronic voting machines. Notice she named all women, by the way. I loved it. I think that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're supposedly a journalist. You should appreciate that. So I don't see how asking questions about an election where there are many problems is dividing a country. What I do see dividing a country is shutting people down, censoring people, canceling people, trying to destroy people's lives when they do ask questions. Last I heard, we still have the Constitution. It's hanging by a thread, thanks to some of the work some people in this area have done. Wow. But we're going to save that Constitution, and we're going to bring back freedom of speech. And maybe someday you'll thank us for that. Yeah! Wow. Yeah! Woo! That was smoking, man. Yeah, that's a that's good. So she was she a journalist, have, huh? Does she have one of the uh, DeSantis writers on her team? Like, <laughs> that was on fire. Yeah. Hey, Campbell, why don't you try to hire this girl? Can you imagine DeSantis Lake versus Biden Harris? Oh my god, the VP debate. Oh man. It'd be even better if Lake showed up with blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Say racism, bitch. <laughs> I'm assuming Tina Fey is the head of her campaign then. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, Tina Fey. She wrote those skits. Tina Fey. Oh. Loves <laughs> Tina Fey loves blackface. Look it up. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good stuff. I Not- wish I notice how like there were, like I can't think of one word that was repeated nine times. Right. Um, it was very well thought out. It was it was very well spoken. Also, I noticed one key uh, characteristic of her. Um, she didn't have brain damage. I don't know if you caught. Yeah, on no that. stroke. <laughs> any particular brain injury that I could identify. <laughs> she's, she's at an age where you can't question her senility, and she hasn't had a stroke. What is she doing in politics? I don't get it. Is she? And am I mistaken, but are those real tits? Get her out of here! Get her out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Can't have none of that. I, I've dubbed it the FDN. Don't come back till you have an FDN, honey. That's a female Democrat neck. That's where your, <laughs> your face and your tits are real taut. The skin is real taut, but the neck is just wrinkle city. <laughs> It's the femdom neck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, the media hates this lady. They love this Fetterman guy who literally, <clears throat> I don't clip the guy because I actually think it's sad what they're doing. They're trotting out a guy who has brain damage, j- no different than Joe Biden being elder abused and pulled around. And Oh, dude, the whole time both of them were on that stage, I was waiting for Chris Hansen to come out and be like, everybody, <laughs> please have a seat. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need to know why why you came here tonight. Uh, you're free to leave, but the sheriff will be waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> Dude, like that. That was literally abuse. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. They can't, be, they can't beat this. What is she running for? These people, like uh, Dr. Jill Biden and Fetterman's wife, man, you're just pulling around these. It, Dudes who have no idea what's going on. Yeah, this is unbelievable. And let me say this. Fetterman might know what's going on, but he's incapable of articulating his ideas. That should, again, be a disqualification for running for political office. It really should be. No one wants to talk about it. Well, you have a guy running for the Senate and then a guy running for governor, and you bring in your sitting president, right? That's three guys on stage. And for those three guys, you had to have two nurses on that stage. Wow. Yeah. Something's wrong with your party. <laughs> a little out, of touch. little out of touch from, you know, the rest of the population there. In fact, given the new data of the life expectancy in this country, you guys should be dead. You guys yeah. don't represent anybody anymore. No. You're out. If you're above the life expectancy, you shouldn't be able to run for office. Well, even that Fetterman dude, he lives off of an allowance from his family. Yeah, well, he <laughs> that's right. Well, he's a trust fund guy. That's why he's able to afford. Oh, dude, you're Hunter Biden. Wow. Well, didn't he, did he serve? Was did Fetterman he... a service member? I'm not familiar with his previous life or any of that. Yeah, neither is he anymore. Neither is he anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's in the part of the brain that got shut off. <laughs> I just, I don't see. Oh, how we can't make, dude. We can't make fun of him. Did you hear? That's why he's not doing the debate. 
Well, because do you remember ableism came a thing? This must tie into this freaking oh, yeah. Spider-Man. They're gonna make it ableist or whatever that. Nazi yeah, well, ma- the, the the right will make fun of him, and this was not fair. It's like then you shouldn't run. Yeah, but the left made fun of Crenshaw's eye patch, so I think we can make fun of the stroke victim. Oh, he looks like a bad guy in a porno film, Frank. Come on, the left <laughs> just joke. states facts. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is the right can take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody on the right likes Crenshaw. That's that's Yeah, not even Crenshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Crenshaw hates himself. Have you seen that one video of Crenshaw arguing with Crenshaw? (laughs) Because he has a real bad habit of uh, like contradicting himself, and he comes off. He always comes off very like hard stance on everything, no matter what. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So he like you know, he puts a clip out like football is the hardest, toughest sport in the world, and then like three months later, rugby is the hardest, toughest sport in the world. And you're like, all right, dude, <laughs> not everything has to be extreme. You know? <laughs> well, dude, if you have an eye patch, you're an extreme guy. I think no matter what, that comes with the eye patch territory. Does it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I think once you lose the eye, you would tone it down. You know, kind of like. It's how you lost it, you know? Right. So you're saying, uh, you know, minus the eye, you're a cooler dude. Like, whoa. Like, you ever known anybody, like, super crazy, and then they get into, like, a motorcycle accident, and then they're, like, they, like, it's like a whole different, like, next week he's in church. Totally fine. Yeah, in church. He's, he's like, oh, yeah. dude, I, God save me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh man, Crenshaw. You don't talk a lot of Crenshaw on here, but Carrie Lake, big fan. I would love to see the DeSantis Lake 2024. What is she uh, running for? Arizona, I believe. Um, I can't even remember now what it is. That's how well educated we are here on the Dude Man Podcast, and we do all the research you need to know for these topics. And by research, we pound a couple beers, take a couple hits. (laughs) Exactly. Nah, Frank does the research. I do a little research, and uh, I was doing a little research this weekend for the show, Mike, on my favorite subject because I noticed they were really obsessed with the heat dome. Remember we covered that on the show a couple episodes ago? The heat dome, bro. It's going to take us all out, and, uh, well, it's September. There's not a lot of heat going on, Mike, so they've moved on. And uh, do you know what's What happened to the dome? No, Mike, that's... That's summertime news, dude. They, we're popped heading... it. they popped the dome. Mike, we're heading into winter, and we're all going to die. Well, isn't Great Britain a bit of a basket case at the moment? They still haven't come up with a replacement for outgoing PM Boris Johnson. It always starts in the UK, mind you, right? And then it comes to the U- right? And then the US does it. Yeah. That's what they did with the heat wave. It was the UK, then it was the US. That's just what they're going to do. So they're going to... Whatever they're saying right here, it's going to be in the news here for us. It's coming. And that process has not wound up, although apparently all will be revealed on Tuesday morning our time. Meanwhile, the UK is facing a colossal power crisis with blackouts and widespread fuel poverty creating a very difficult upcoming winter. With the UK relying on gas to heat 80% of all households and the supply of gas (laughs) in emergency levels, as we know, across Europe, Power bills have tripled and are predicted to go even higher. All those net zero promises by 2050 seem rather irrelevant at the moment. 
Joining me now, live from London. Did anybody ask Greta? Now broadcaster. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? How dare Greta, <laughs> where's Greta? Blah, blah, blah. How dare you? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I need heat. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What happened to Greta? She's gone. Greta's gone. She's Holy still on God. that boat back to fucking Britain. That's right. Or yeah. wherever the fuck yeah. she's from. Ayanara. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't know where she's from. I think she's from one of the, uh, like, Sweden or something. She's from a lab for sure. We can both agree on that one. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> so, Mike, here we go. Nigel Farage is about to tell us how in the UK, and I'm telling you, the same stuff is coming over here. It's already coming because the the the, the farmer's almanac came out and said it's going to be a terrible winter. Like a terribly cold winter? Oh, so cold. So much snow, Frank. So oh. much snow. Oh, my God. And that'll only make things worse if we can't heat our homes. Yeah. Uh, of course, this is all perfect. It makes perfect sense. Later this month. Nigel, I hope you're planning to stay in Australia for the British winter. I can only imagine how cold it's going to get when the gas runs out. Well, you're right. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, that for a first world country, you know, today's Sunday newspapers are full of whether we're going to have to have energy rationing or whether, if we do get a very cold winter in February, literally the lights could go out, which means no heating. Uh, it'll mean basically life will come to a stop and tens of thousands will die of cold. And all of this because 20 years ago, we passed a Climate Change Act. We updated it with this massive commitment to net zero. What it means to, to, to sort of meet those targets, what you have to do is close down your manufacturing, let all that go to India and China, because that reduces your CO2 output, and then with energy, build lots and lots of windmills, tax the poor, put loads of subsidies on their bills, give it to the rich, give it to the multinationals, and don't produce your own gas. Don't produce your own coal. Don't produce enough of your own oil. That is the mess that we've got into. And the extraordinary thing is, you know, you'd have thought this was all hard left socialist stuff. No, it's the British Conservative Party. Yep. It's Boris Johnson and others that have pushed this really, really hard. And anyone that dares to stand up and say, hang on a second, what are we doing? Well, we are called deniers. It's the modern day equivalent of being accused of witchcraft. That's the mess we're in, and you guys should avoid it. Damn. Wow. That's crazy stuff. Oh, it's just so, like, old. <laughs> it's going to be a cold winter. I don't know. I feel like they threatened us last time with this. It's going to be fine. You guys are going to find the energy. You know, you're just going to pay more to Russia. That's what right? this is. Putin's just squeezing you. Unbelievable. I mean, have you guys never dealt with a Russian before? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. I mean, they're going to blame Putin for all of this. I think we're going to see this over here. I think we're going to have serious issues with power and gas. They're, they've Maybe. been trying for a while, man. Honestly. Maybe not in the major cities, but they're going to try and pull this shit off, honestly. Yeah, I think, uh, I think people will... I think we have a harder time doing it here. We're not as dependent on Russia 
this is true. Um, but then they could and, and actually every but we're still by we're they said that they could tell by the sulfur content and everything that we're just we're getting Russian oil that's being mixed with other oil, you know, in like uh just places like India. Yeah, Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, all these places. So we're still buying Russian oil just at a huge markup. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Putin, Putin and Zelensky are making just so much money off this war. Of course, they don't want to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Did you hear that thing about Boris Johnson? No. Going to Ukraine in April. For what? <laughs> Bro, I, 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 it's so hard to find anything on it, but apparently it's in April, Putin sat down with Zelensky for talks. Remember there was like talks going on at one point? Right. Apparently the story goes there was an agreement being that was made, but Boris Johnson flew in and talked to Zelensky, and talked him out of agreeing to the deal with Russia to keep the war going on. Wow. Yeah. That's craziness. So, I think that's one of the reasons he stepped down. Because it's coming out that he made sure that this war kept going? Yeah, it's not news here, but it's coming out in, in places like Britain, Australia, you know, that Sky News talked about it. Right. So that's pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah. It's like, why are you guys keeping this war going? And, you know, all these, none of these other countries have been sending aid there since June. Wow. We're the only ones still sending fucking money and weapons and everything. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't, actually. None of this makes sense. Unless it's laundering and 10% going to the big guy. No, you know, I, you know, in the beginning we were like, maybe Putin's the one fighting against the World Economic Forum. <laughs> no, I think he's playing ball 100%. This is their takeover. Wow. We're literally seeing the transfer of U.S. arms to Russia. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's wild. I'm transferring our wealth to these countries and like... I don't know. Still can't do anything about people with no water in Mississippi. <laughs> Frank, that we we just don't have the money for it. We can't fix it. That's right. That's right. I don't know. No, you're right on the money, man. The we, Russia thing is weird. It's super bizarre. And the fact that they're threatening Europe with blackouts and it's going to be the coldest winter ever and they're not going to be able to heat their homes. I like feel this like was that... a planned attack on the European people, dude. You signed over everything to Russia. Like you signed over all your oil dependence on Russia. Yeah, it's crazy. That's I don't know. That's why they had to get rid of Trump, man. He was the one that was <laughs> <laughs> spilling the beans, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not worried about the the winter. No, you think you'll be fine? You think you keep it warm there in Chicago? I think they will too, but you know, I find it interesting that they're threatening it and I I agree with you. I think Europe kind of sealed their fate by uh, kind of giving away all their gas independence to Russia. It's kind of nuts that they did that. It just makes no sense unless you were like trying to ruin the European Union. 
<laughs> right. you know yeah you're saying unless you were purposely trying to uh end whatever you had going there if you wanted to make honestly i mean maybe they're just trying to create a police state or they're just really that dumb and they really believed greta do you think that's maybe what happened here just a bunch of guys were just, just a bunch of really morons. stupid and I think they, this is the result of years and years of politicians uh, just going after votes instead of good policies. Wow. Wow. And then meanwhile, you had this guy in the Kremlin. Who was meanwhile, you have a guy halfway around the world who's been sitting in that seat for 20 years, and he's going to sit there till the day he dies so he could do policy moves that nobody likes that's going to benefit him in five years. Yeah. You wow. know what I mean? For sure. I mean, I, what do we, my biggest complaint about the uh, the student debt relief was that by the time these people get the money and by the time the election happens, it was such a waste of money because they're not even going to remember by then. So you lost that vote anyways. You yeah. Know? So yeah. it was just such a stupid waste for like five minutes of good publicity, you know? Literally, man. Literally. Like how much is going to happen between now and the election that's going to make people forget about that? <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever affects the election hasn't even happened yet. That's right. It's going to happen within that 60-day mark. We're like four days away or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right, man. Everyone's already forgotten it at this point. And, you know, I think people have already made their vote. At, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're voting on the, on the, on the COVID stuff. Well, I think that speech was did more than the fucking student relief. <laughs> oh, whatever they gained from the student re- relief, they ended it with that speech, man. Uh, oh, nothing's gonna drive Republican voters this this election more than that speech.